are listening to episode one of September's lineup, The Value of Higher Education in Building Your Career. In this episode, you'll meet David Vernon, the Associate Vice President of the Wasatch Front Region for Utah State University's statewide campuses, as well as Jennifer McGoy, the Assistant Director of Counseling in the Student Financial Support Department at Utah State University. Together, we'll learn a little bit more about their professional backgrounds, as well as where they see higher education differentiating itself from other forms of learning modes. Thanks for joining us for our Friday face-to-face episode. I'm Marissa Armistead, your host, and I am so excited to welcome David Vernon and Jennifer McGoy to the show today. Welcome, everybody. Hello. Hey, thanks for having us. So David is the Associate Vice President of the Wasatch Region for Utah State University's statewide campuses. David came to USU Salt Lake Center as a post-traditional student pursuing a Master of Education, and now runs the whole region. David leads his team to serve students who, just like him, have a hope for a better future. Jennifer is the Assistant Director of Counseling in the Student Financial Support Department at Utah State University. With more than 25 years of experience in the federal financial aid field, she has spent her career helping potential as well as current students in navigating and discovering avenues to fund their college education. So with all of that amazing experience in mind, I am so excited to have this conversation today. We're going to be talking about the value of higher education, which I think on some level right now is a little bit of a hot topic. Um, there's, there's a lot of different thoughts on where we can get education and the value of it and how that may impact our careers and whatnot. So very excited to dive into this conversation with you all today. Um, And maybe to start, I'd love for you, Jennifer, to maybe share just a little bit about your educational journey and how that led you to this unique field of financial aid within higher education. Yeah, sure. Uh, We always say in our field that um, federal financial aid is not something that you aspire to. It's something that kind of happens to you and you fall (laughs) into. Um, I I always did want to be in the social sciences field. even from a young age. So I wasn't one of those students that changed their major a lot. I always knew that I wanted to uh, study psychology and the mind and how things work, um, but also in a field that could help people. Um, So neither of my parents graduated from college, um, but they always instilled in me that college was extremely important and that it was going to, um, for them, they saw it as, as a way for me to ensure my future and to make sure that um, I had a lot of opportunities. My dad uh, worked a blue collar job his entire life. So he was on the, on the factory floor um, and just really, really difficult work um, to support our family. And he didn't, did not want that for me. He wanted me to, he saw my potential um, in academics and wanted me to, to pursue a college degree so that I could you know, um, be in a field that, that help people and, um, and something that he knew that I would, would enjoy. And so my sister and I, so I have a twin sister and she went into elementary education, um, also a Utah state graduate. And I, I started pursuing psychology. And then my ultimate goal was to be a high school counselor. Um, so I, I did a graduate degree in uh, school counseling. Then I got into um, the schools and realized 
at that point, I'd started working for Utah State and I just fell in love with higher education. And so I was like, how can I use uh, my my degree, but in the higher education uh, way? And so I just uh, started from the bottom in the financial aid office, just as a student worker. I did student employment for, for three years um, and then just kept advancing and continuing in my uh, degree until I uh, received a promotion as a financial aid counselor and then three years ago as the assistant director of counseling. So it's been kind of a long journey, um, but that's kind of how I ended up where I did. Once you get once you get sucked into federal aid, it's complicated and interesting and is always changing. And so it kept it interesting for me. And so I've never wanted to leave. I just fell in love with it. But it's not something that a lot of people aspire to when they're five years old. Um, not like the doctor and lawyer. It's just something that kind of happens to you. But when it happens to you, it's an amazing uh, field to be in to not only be able to help people, but it has the complexities um, to keep your your career interesting. Wow, what a neat story. And, you know, something I often talk about with my students is is this idea of prototyping or really just just getting curious and learning about something and just taking a little bit of action to see, oh, is that of interest to me? Do I do I want to learn further? And it's kind of funny throughout your whole story. It, it kind of sounds like you just you just kept taking little steps and it, it yeah. just kind of like you said, you kind of fell into it, but it kind of led to to this whole career path. Yeah, which is I really was just cool. given more and more responsibilities within the office. And it just was interesting. I just was craving like more and more and more. And so, yeah, it, it really was a, a journey of self-discovery and and basically reconciling my education with, with my interests. And so that's kind of how it happened for me. Um, and I think that's going to be part of our conversation today is how you use your education and how, you know, you have to be open to those new possibilities. Absolutely. Yes. Keep those thoughts in mind because I want to come back to that a little bit later. All right, David, share with us a little bit about your educational journey and how that led you to your current career path. Well, I almost didn't graduate from high school. It seemed more like punishment. I remember thinking, why would anybody want to be a teacher? It's just boring. Um, And uh, I almost accidentally ended up at Salt Lake Community College uh, taking classes there and and the instructors uh, there started talking about stuff that was that mattered to me and they asked what my thoughts were and um you know how it related to my life and all of a sudden I got interested um and uh so I graduated from Salt Lake Community College and went up to you know, University of Utah and uh my uh, deep interest was in uh, philosophy and and uh, literature, and so I graduated with a double major in English and philosophy. And um, uh, you know, and I was just really passionate about that. And and uh, I thought, well, gosh, you know, I really enjoy like education is you know was torture. Then it was something that was I was extremely passionate about it helped me, um, you know, I felt empowered and changed my life. I want to go back and do that. So I, I talked to one of my, uh, uh, philosophy professors. I said, I want to get a PhD in philosophy. This is really amazing. I had my, um, the area that I want to focus on. I just like really interested in that. 
And he told me, he said, well, there were eight graduates from Princeton and none of them got jobs uh, this last year. I think it was his nice way of saying, David, you're passionate, but you're not that smart. Uh, <laughs> you know, you should probably look at something else. He said, um, you know, PhD, uh, philosophy students with PhDs uh, or graduates with PhDs make great pizza delivery guys, uh, uh, janitors and all that. I'm thinking, well, I kind of wanted to do something different. Um, and so I thought, well, you know, maybe going back and doing, um, uh, into, to, you know, teach high school would be something that'd be useful. So I went back after graduating and did another two years, um, to get my teaching license. Um, and, uh, I got a job working, um, in a youth and custody program in Granite school district. And uh, what I say is these were the kids that weren't uh, left behind. These were the kids that were asked to leave and they were in. I was uh, charged to to teach them and I failed miserably for a couple of years. Uh, but it was really important because, um, you know, I learned a lot of skills and somehow I got connected again. There, there's a lot of uh, sort of accidents or maybe opportunities. I got connected and. Um, and I started taking classes and to earn my gifted and talented endorsement, uh, because when I looked at some of the students' lives and seeing what they'd done, I'd say, wow, they're pretty creative. Uh, you know, and they're really, some of the kids are super smart and I'm just thinking, gosh, you know, rather than, uh, you know, what if they started receiving gifted and talented education? So that's how I got connected at USU. I started at the um the usu salt lake center is a uh taking those classes then i did a master's degree and then they needed an adjunct instructor and so i started doing that and then they were hiring a uh, faculty member to you know teach teachers and coordinate a program and then i did that um for i think um what was it five years six years something like that and then I uh, got pulled into administration. And so that's kind of my journey right there. Awesome. I love that. Yes. And I love that both of your stories are very different in nature, um, but there's this common thread of finding value in your higher education experience. Um, and so I'm, I'm excited again to really dive into this both with you today. Um, something that's been on my mind a lot as I talk to students, you know, in the career realm of things is really looking at, you know, what is this what is this degree going to provide for my career? Um, and so I want to talk a little bit more about that. And, and maybe we'll start by setting the stage. Um, you know, the Bureau of Labor Statistics has shown um, for several years um, that folks who pursue higher education are more likely to be employed at better salaries. So consistently, time and time again, we see this strong correlation between higher education and improved, uh, you know, uh, outcomes, I guess you could say, or or careers. But in, in recent years, we've really started to see this, this sector of online education really kind of blow up. Again, you know, Coursera, YouTube, Google has all kinds of online educational training programs. And so I'm curious from both of your perspectives, what is the differentiating piece you know, when a student is contemplating, do I go to USU and get a, a four-year degree there? Do I join Google's program and, and do a cert certificate, you know, with them? What is the, that differentiating piece? What is the value of, of higher education as, as it's kind of compared to maybe some different alternatives to, 
to learning. Jen, do you want to go first? Yeah, for me, um, for me, the difference between higher education and those other uh, avenues is the connections that you make. Um, and the co- so when I went to to college, it helped me in something that was not academic. It helped me gain confidence in my mind and the way that I was thinking and my thoughts and that they had value and that I have confidence that I that I could be a professional, that I could perform on the level of those positions that I really wanted. Um, but really, I think the value of higher education is the connections that we make. So it's the connections to professors, it's connections to other students, it's connections to alumni, it's connections to um, opportunities. So internship um, opportunities and employment opportunities. If it wasn't for higher education, I wouldn't be in the field that I'm at. I made connections through um, the federal work study program, which we're going to explore a little bit later. Um, but that's how I that's how the door opened for me. And then um, I used that position to build my own internship into something that I wanted wanted to do. And that's how I I learned a little bit more about federal aid to see if it was an area that I that I loved. So for me, it's about about those um, that networking that you can do at a higher education level, not only with professors, there's um, but with with other professionals, students um, and alumni. Um, but from my professors, there's something about learning from someone in person that makes it really impactful and also you can um you know measure their excitement for the field and um you know i had so many so many wonderful professors during both undergraduate and graduate um level that i still think about and and connect with and i want to read their their papers and their you know whatever they publish because um, it's made such an impact on my life. And I don't think you get that from those other, those other avenues. And for me, that's the the greatest value in higher education. Yeah. Jen, I think you're touching on something really important. And in fact, as you were sharing those things, it, it made me reflect on my own experience in, in higher education. And I think you're right for me, you know, I, I, so both of my parents, you know, went to college, they got jobs and they never really were able to build careers. And I always found that piece interesting, but during my college experience, I, I think part of it was kind of luck, but I kind of fell into some of those mentoring relationships, whether it was faculty, um, student on campus jobs. And those were exactly what changed the game for me. It's where I learned about career and professional development and it kind of opened up this whole avenue. Um, But but you're right. It was through those relationships that were kind of built into the student experience that may just not be existent in, you know, a, a typical online program. So I appreciate you bringing that up. David, what are your thoughts on this? What what differentiates higher ed from maybe other places a student could learn? Well, I think it it depends on what your purpose is. Because if you're trying to learn a particular skill or something like that, I think that, sure, take an online course. If there's something that you want to, I mean, you could watch a YouTube video to learn how to do something, you know? And I, I think like, you know, it, it could be really helpful in that way. Um, and, and I agree with Jen. I think like that, that connection to others, like, I think, I mean, I don't know, like I love reading, like I like reading books, but I like reading them with 
other people where you discuss issues and people are challenging your ideas and and you're having to um really build a, a stronger argument and and you know and, and even question your own uh beliefs I, I think like that social interaction is so important um you know even if it's in an online class i think like that social interaction is part of it but then again i think like what jen as mentioned, is just that the the connection with the the uh, professors. I mean that that mentoring, that um, the close. Um, I, I was one of those students that always connect with the professors after class uh, with questions, and and you know I'd love to read the comments. Like I, I didn't care if I got an A on a paper, if I didn't get any comments, I wanted to see what they thought. Like, did they, um, you know, did they? Uh, you know, I wanted to be pushed further. I wanted to see what uh, parts of my paper they they thought were strong. Uh, I, I think that type of uh, interaction and communication was so important. Like I would not have continued if that connection was not there. I mean, at Salt Lake Community College, like that would have been a, a big game changer if the instructors were not invested in me. Absolutely. And I think you bring up a really good point, David, that it doesn't have to be a one or the other. Um, I think a lot of students take advantage of both higher education and also other other modes of learning. So I appreciate you bringing up that point. And maybe to shift the conversation a little bit, something that's been on my mind a lot is return on investment for students. Um, and recently, I've I've looked at some data that the Career Leadership Collective has put out from alumni, and was really interesting in their most uh, recent iteration of the data for alumni five and ten years out. So I think it's 2011 and, and 2016. What they found is that alumni reported the top reasons they wanted to go to college. Um, was related to kind of those career outcomes, which isn't surprising. But the second top was also intellectual development. And I think that brought in a really interesting piece for me. I always come to the conversation very um, heavily influenced by the career side of things, but it, it really did kind of bring up that it's an and conversation. Students want career development and, and to progress there, but they also want a lot of what you just described, David, kind of that intellectual growth and development as well. So I think those are really interesting pieces to keep in mind. We hope you loved this episode of the USU Career Studio podcast. If you haven't already, make sure to subscribe and share this episode with your friends and family. 